listening to Sports Radio Detroit. Welcome to Grave Discussions. I am your host, Barnabas. And I am your co-host, Samael. Welcome, mother f- lovers. <laughs> Welcome, one and all, to episode 37, Diamonds in the Rough. So, today we will be discussing movies you have or haven't heard of. But either way, we think they're really good. Yeah, we're going to be talking about a couple of films that... We think are not really talked about that much or appreciated maybe as much as they should be. Um, just, you know, personal selections, taking it kind of easy. Um, but those are coming up in our main segments. And of course, as always, we're going to have the cult corner and the chopping block today as well. Yes, yes. I'm super excited. Yep. Yeah, we picked out a, a great lineup of movies, I think, for you guys to check out, whether you're new to horror or a veteran, or whatever. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. First things first, we do have to give a shout-out to Sports Radio Detroit, the one and only, the best network of shows that you could ever listen to. And you can find them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just type in Sports Radio Detroit, SRD. They're the one and only, and the GOAT. Yep, go check out Sports Radio Detroit. And we're going to jump right into doing some uh, news for you guys. So this first bit of news. This was pretty weird. Um, So there's a mermaid thriller movie coming. (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel right saying that. Mermaid thriller? Yeah. What about a Care Bear thriller? Can Can we all agree that... All right. Even though the movie might end up being okay, can we at least agree that this sounds pretty ridiculous? Yeah, it does. All right, cool. Okay. There have actually been quite a number of mermaid horror movies recently, which is is strange. It's kind of a cool, like, monster character, I guess, but... No, it's not. You know, you know, you know what I, when I was a kid, you know, when I saw mermaids in cartoons, yeah. you know, the little mermaid, you know, I'd be watching some stuff on Nickelodeon or Cartoon mm-hmm. Network and then there would be a mermaid. I am a mermaid. <laughs> I love okay. a human, but I don't have reproductive organs yeah. and I'm a half fish woman. Now it's like, I'm a mermaid and I'm going to eat your intestines. It's like, yeah. like some cat, I think Cabin in the Woods is what started that whole Hey, what if we made mermaids monsters? It's like, why, well, why, would, we, why would we do that? No, why wouldn't we do that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they called it like the merman. I don't think that's the right word. Mermaid, I don't think that's the right word. They're sirens. Yeah. And those are actually kind of cool characters. Because like, those are monsters in like Scandinavian folklore and you know other types of folklore in the world. Like Those are actual like you know urban myths and See, stuff like that. That's what they got to start calling them. We can't... Yeah. I don't care how scary the mermaid woman or man is, all right? <laughs> It's not going to be scary because yeah. you called it a mermaid. The first thing I think of is under the sea. Yeah. <laughs> under the sea. Every time you say mermaid, those three words pop into my head with that same voice. Yeah. I, I feel you. I'm the exact same way. Uh, but 
there is one coming out. This one's actually an adaptation of a book called Rolling in the Deep. And the film has the same title. But the exciting bit of news about this is that Mary Lambert, who directed the original Pet Cemetery film, is going to be behind this one as, as the director. So that's pretty cool. I think it'll be good. Yeah. Just don't call it a mermaid. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So What the frick, cause, bro? Because this is kind of coming off as, you know, sort of having more like horror elements. Because there's even a quote saying, our mermaids are not cliche, sugary cartoon princesses. They will take you down if you stand in their way. I'll and just I just won't go in the water. Try to fight me on land. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <Trollop>. Right? <laughs> uh so this one is coming out. Uh it also says the story has elements of the shallows, forty seven meters down, and even alien. So be on the lookout for it. I still haven't watched Alien. I, I know you're even insane. during the month of October. I, I was going to do it. Then I saw the runtime and I was like, man, I really want to play Dead mm-hmm. by Daylight soon. Yeah. So like, I just my my ADHD just couldn't push me through yeah. it. You must though. We sh- we should do it today. I'm down. Yeah, I'm down too. It's it's a phenomenal film, but we'll see what happens with Rolling in the Deep. Now this next bit of news got mm. me pretty excited because I remember was it a couple I would say about six months ago I sh- I showed you this film you know and mm. like I I don't know I mean we both seem to have really enjoyed it. So, guys, in short, they're remaking Mad Men, apparently. The Mm -hmm. 1981 slasher film came out around the same time as Friday the 13th. Uh, It was originally based upon the Cropsey murders, but the burning, you know... Yeah, it kind of popularized that more so. So so you couldn't just be like, hey, Cropsey's this guy. No, now Cropsey's this giant guy with suspenders and an axe. It's like, hey, hey, we need some continuity, even though it's not the same timeline. We can't just make two... It's like if we had two different Jasons. This is Jason Voorhees. And this is Jason Voorhees, <laughs> but yeah. it's not the one you're thinking about. Right? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I like the way that, you know, they took it, though, with the whole, like, campfire story I thing, d- summoning him. Like, that was really cool. I, I like I like the song. Yeah. Same. I, I, I can't remember how it goes. but Something beware the madman mind. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like the movie a lot, actually. And you know what's crazy? As, as soon as we watched that movie, mm. it started popping up on Shudder, Tubi, and everything. Yeah. Like, dude, like I said before... We we are the consciousness yeah. of horror. Yeah. I mean, yeah, all the news flows through here, you know, and it makes its way to social media somehow. So It's crazy because, like, yeah. dude, like, as soon as, like, we decide to watch, like, a hidden gem that, like, mm-hmm. either one of us ha- haven't heard of or something, like, it, it pops up, oh, this one's being released on Blu-ray. Remember with the unnameable? Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous, bro. Like, <laughs> our timing is perfect. I think this is our calling. Yeah, we're, we're prophets, horror prophets. We are. So, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with the Mad Men remake, because apparently they have uh, been talking about it for a while now, but just recently, uh, the producer of the original film did uh, release a couple statements. He said that the remake script has been written, and that they're going through the whole process contacting you know the industry studios and stuff like that trying to get it sold essentially so it looks like we are getting there really soon and i am pretty excited about too because we've we've you know like talked a lot of crap about remakes and stuff recently oh yeah but you know that's not to say that remakes are completely awful or anything and i think for something like this you know, I think it actually is great because it gives a lot of exposure to the original. Like everybody knows 
Michael and Freddie and Jason and stuff like not a lot of people know about Mad Men Mars you know yeah. so remaking that is a good idea I think because it kind of you know uh, lets more people know about like the movie and the character yeah because not a lot of younger people I, I would even say people our age they're not with like the whole culture you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying like yeah. there's there's people that haven't watched like most 1980s slashers and, mm-hmm. and there's people like me who haven't watched Alien and <laughs> haven't watched the sentinel and haven't watched the howling mm-hmm. and i could go on about yeah. classics i didn't watch but i i appreciate what they did you know i acknowledge them when people say hey, what's a classic wolf movie you know i'll be like the howling have you watched it no <laughs> like, yeah it kind of seems like a douchebag thing to do yeah because i didn't watch it but still i'll be like yeah you know the howling or well i mean you still understand of, you know you've heard about it enough and you've seen clips and oh yeah of stuff course. like that so especially on like the hundred scariest movie moments yeah that's like what what like really got me to like start looking deeper into horror because you know originally i was like jason michael Pumpkinhead, chucky mm-hmm. you know i was just that type of guy as i'm sure you were and Ghostface. and then as soon as that hundred scariest movie moments came out and then fearnet started releasing all these old movies when comcast still had fearnet yeah. that's when i got you know accustomed to like these older movies and i, I started like really liking them i don't know why i think it's just because when I was a kid, I'd ask my parents, hey, can you show me a scary movie? Yeah. And they'd play some 1980s stuff, you know, so. I mean, they've definitely got a certain allure to them, which is oh, yeah. why, you know, the, the remakes, a lot of people don't like them because you can't really completely capture that 80s essence and try to make it kind of modern. But I think that's why we a lot know. of people don't like remakes. I think if you watched a remake before the original, mm-hmm. I think you would always like the remake. You know what I'm saying? Because like, for, yeah. I watched the remake f- from Black Christmas Mm-hmm. And then I watched the original. I still like the remake, but I thought the original was like, oh, you know, this is even cooler. Mm-hmm. I think that's because I appreciate older stuff. You know, I'm just that yeah. type of person. But like, even Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I saw the 03 one before I saw the 1974 one. Mm-hmm. And I really liked both. So I think if we watch remakes first and then the original, I think we can like appreciate the original a lot more because we can see like the new director's vision, the one that's doing the remake and like which direction he wants to take it in and you know his version of it and i think it's always interesting because had it been any other director doing the remake it would have been a completely different movie too like remakes don't mean this is the original but if it was today it's like most remakes are just reimaginations like friday the 13th they combine like basically the first three films Mm -hmm. into one and then halloween was wasn't you know i I rewatched rob zombie's halloween and i i gotta admit i was being a bit douchey (laughs) <laughs> because like i i'm not gonna lie i enjoyed it like yeah not part two though but no not part one. two the first one was good part yeah. two was like like a dumpster fire yeah i agree with that so i actually do kind of have faith in the madman uh remake there's even uh the uh, gary sales saying it still opens with its iconic campfire which is good it's just going to be a different max telling the tale but also he had been writing um a female lead even before the movie became popular who is going to be kind of a badass apparently so yeah i'm excited for it i i hope it does well um there's no you know date or anything like that yet the script still has to be sold so we'll see who's by the script yeah i'm i'm down you have you have all that money for a crew and <laughs> setting and everything so uh, let's move on i'll be like yo look you guys aren't getting paid. 
until after this movie makes money. All right, this isn't a gamble. <laughs> all right, I'm invest. I'm not even investing in you. Yeah. I'm saying, yo, let's do this. See where it goes. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll talk about royalties. Talk about it. So we'll, we'll talk about not giving you any. <laughs> we'll see where it you goes. agreed to work for free. There was no contract. You are screwed. Now we're getting into real like indie film territory, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, speaking of not that, <laughs> their fun world is suing an NBA star for using the uh, ghost face mask from Scream in his merchandising. So I just thought this is a funny article because this guy from the Boston Celtics, Terry Rosier, who goes by the nickname Scary Terry, there's another lawsuit waiting yeah. to happen right there, <laughs> has apparently been using the ghost face mask from Scream on his merchandise and just, I don't know, I guess claiming that it's his own thing and like making money off of it. So I say good for Fun World. They're the uh, costume company who uh, claimed the, the rights for the original design of the mask. So, I mean, I think it's totally in their right to, uh, to sue this guy. Yeah, I mean, imagine if like, okay, imagine I was a golf star. Okay. Uh, I just but I was pretty boring. <laughs> okay. But I wore a hockey mask and called myself Jason Voorhees. Now they'd be yeah. like, hey, that kind of sounds familiar. Yeah. And, you know, I'd kind of be screwed there. Yeah, yeah. If you're if the mask was on like every polo shirt that you sold or something, right. like, hey, this is my shirt. Yeah. I mean, they would totally just sue the crap out of you. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. As they should. So yeah, I just think it's funny, especially because with the whole like Sabrina lawsuit and the Friday the Thirteenth thing. It just seems like there's a lot of stuff that's just being, I don't know, like battled over legally lately and it's it's kind of weird yeah I, I don't know it's just listen economy's gotten better a bit but we're still not doing so great yeah. so if you can sue someone you better sue someone yeah I guess. you might you might catch a break that might be your you know your golden ticket yeah possibly so i mean yeah that wasn't really horror movie related necessarily but i thought it was an interesting thing to bring up uh, if you like this guy, maybe don't buy his stuff if you support horror movies, you know, because yeah. it's kind of like a blatant ripoff. Because he wouldn't, he would not have came up with the ghost face face on no. his own, you know. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna use these exact proportions, this exact pattern. Right? How about we give this ghost peanut shaped eyes and give it a long mouth? Yeah. <laughs> Why would we do that? Because it's scary to who seven-year-olds from 1983 right. what are you doing uh yeah i don't know uh so i hope that he loses i hope he gets sued for scary terry too yeah i hope so i was i was <laughs> i was replying to somebody i was like man rick and morty's gonna come after him next exactly. you know? <laughs> although i i don't know when he started calling himself that uh, that, that episode was like a year or two ago or something oh, much longer than that longer than that? yeah i think I, like 20 16 or 15 yeah i mean i don't know what this dude looks like maybe he just was born and we we're like wow we're calling well, him scary terry well, what he if he has like an elongated jaw and has like <laughs> vampire teeth all over his mouth like just the canines like no normal teeth i'm scary terry you sure are fellow which one <laughs> yeah. of your eyes is looking at me because it looks like one's looking at me and one's looking at that guy over there yeah. 
Yeah, I don't actually, I don't know what he looks like, but I mean, yeah, maybe it's like, you know, it looks like my face. What, yeah. what do you want? They've been, they've been calling me Scary Terry since I was born. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I guess be on the lookout. I don't, I'm not afraid for the Scream franchise or anything like that. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about a couple trailers here that were just released that you may not have uh, heard anything about. And then we'll get into our first segment. So this I think the first trailer, The Intruder, that's a remake. Is it really? Yeah, I, there's an 80s film. It's oh. during the during the slasher era, or I, I'd like to call it the Michael and Jason ripoff era. Yeah, you know the 80s. This was this was one of those. Okay, and it has basically the same premise and everything. What's the premise for this one? So this one is like uh, there's a lady, and then a guy comes in her house. <laughs> well, no, this one is a married couple buys a house from this one guy and then after they start living in the house he kind of starts like coming by unannounced and it's like he he's not detached from the house yet because i guess his wife died there or something so he comes in and basically starts terrorizing them because he like still wants the house or something like that yeah this sounds stupid dude like it's like oh my god at least like a different like premise you know let's buy let's buy this new house from this clearly not okay guy my wife died here seven years back i never forgot it (laughs) It, okay weirdo bye you know it just seems weird like if this guy was gonna be like that why'd you sell the house eventually yeah why do you sell it just so you can kill people i got i have no idea obviously he's disturbed but the trailer looks okay it's been going around on facebook at least I've, i've seen it a little bit um, but it's Michael Ely and Megan Good, and then the intruder characters played by Dennis Quaid. So it's it's kind of interesting because we don't really see Dennis Quaid in these kind of roles. He's usually like the dad or something. Yeah. So um, he looks like he's going to put on a good performance. And there's also kind of like these homage clips to like Psycho and The Shining. Don't ask me why they're in this movie of all movies, but apparently they're in there. Who knows? Maybe it'll be good. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm holding out hope, but... It's not like the most interesting one I've seen. Be on the lookout for it. It is coming out April 2019. This next trailer, uh, there's actually no release date for this movie just yet. But this next one is called The Vanishing. Not to be confused with the uh, 1988 film of the same name. This one actually looks pretty cool. And it stars Gerard Butler. Whoa, whoa, you're saying the old one isn't cool? I'm sure the old one is very cool, but this has nothing to do with it. Okay, just making sure. Okay. Thank you for uh, checking me. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I actually just bought the the old one. Oh, really? Blu-ray, yeah. Dude, why do you... (laughs) Guys, let me tell you, Barnabas has a problem. (laughs) He likes to buy 40 horror Blu-rays at once. Yeah. And then put off watching them. It's true. I mean, I'll I'll watch them eventually. You see what you see? That sounds like some crackhead talk right there. I've actually got like 50 that I haven't watched yet. I'm going to rehab soon, man. I promise. <laughs> hey, it, it's hard, bro. There's sales all the time. So. I know. I still haven't watched August Underground or yeah. James Bell's Tantrum. You know he's from Detroit? Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Well, we sure got some crazy people here. So <laughs> He also has a movie called Nutsack. Really? Yeah, it's like wow. one of those extreme cinemas that has like imagery and it's kind of open for interpretation. <laughs> it's kind of like artsy, disturbing imagery. So. Yeah kind of into that why am i not surprised right <laughs> so yes the vanishing uh as i said this doesn't have a release date but it is starring gerard butler and uh, a few other actors i'm not familiar with them but i believe they're all scottish the film takes place on an island off the coast of scotland 
And it's about these three lighthouse keepers who, upon starting their shift, they find like this body and they find a trunk full of gold. And then basically they kind of have to like, you know, sort of figure out if they can trust each other. It's kind of more of a thriller, but, you know. If if I was with two of my friends, hey, guys, look at all this gold. Yeah. Cool. You want to split it three ways? Yeah. Nice. Okay. (laughs) That's it. Like, it's not like... Hmm. But I, then eerie music plays in the background. Yeah. What if they're lying? <laughs> and I slowly plot to kill everyone. <laughs> That's. Yeah. I think a lot of real life is missing from these movies. So here's the thing. You, you said that, and this is actually supposed to be kind of an adaptation of this real life wow. urban legend. Oh, urban legend. Okay. Yeah. That that happened. Well, it's not an urban legend, but necessarily, but basically there's a, a story called um, the Flannan Isles disappearance or something like that. Okay. And basically it took place on this one island where these lighthouse keepers randomly vanished. Like a boat went by. How convenient. <laughs> yeah. The lighthouse wasn't shining. And so there's been a, a whole lot of, uh, and, and their bodies were never found. So there's been all kinds of theories and stories and stuff. It's clearly Nessie. I know, right? Yeah. It's obviously a freaking ocean serpent. <laughs> and they need about, and he needs about tree fitting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. But this doesn't, this movie doesn't really seem to play into the supernatural elements more so than like the human ones. But yeah, apparently there's this body that they discover and that kind of leads to all these problems. But the actual atmosphere of the trailer looked really good and the performances looked really good so i'm i'm pretty pumped for it regardless of what happens in the movie uh but as i said there's no release date yet for that one so be on the lookout the last trailer we have for you guys today is called life changer and this is about a shapeshifter nice who has to go around killing people to uh to like keep their body because i guess their body like rots or something after so long so they have to get like a new body and they have to kill people to do it so it's kind of an interesting concept and then there's also like a love story mixed into here so the trailer looks pretty wacky and it's a cool concept so i'm actually kind of excited about it this one's coming from uh, justin mcconnell who is uh, the director and writer and it's slated to come out on vod january 1st of 2019 nice yeah so i'm, I'm kind of pumped for it i've actually read a few reviews and stuff and people said that they liked it so that's the trailers next up we're gonna get into our very first segment but i forgot i wanted to say to all of you who uh celebrate the holiday i hope you had a happy thanksgiving and i hope that you got real fat and then ate a lot of food and stuff and if you couldn't do that then i hope you helped out in the community or you know, or, or what have you. So. I'm eating chicken for Thanksgiving. I'm scared of turkey. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of like salmonella or something going on. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to die. I, I think we're get, having turkey, but <laughs> I hope that none of you died or got sick. We're going to move on now to our first segment. And if you've never heard it, we uh, take a cult classic horror film and we basically kind of dissect it. What makes it, you know, a cult movie and just kind of talk about why we like it what makes it good you know and for this week's segment it's definitely good yeah we're gonna talk about it next up in the cult corner so in this week's cult corner we have c h u d cannibalistic 
Humanoid underground dwellers. Or better known as Chud. Chud. Yeah. So Chud's a really cool movie. For one thing, because of the monsters themselves, the Chuds. Uh, I, I think that the, the makeup on on them, the practical effects, was awesome. I, I liked it. I thought it was going to be some like horribly, just wasn't perfect effects, but... yeah. It was semi-believable, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of. They they acted more like hum- humanoid because that's what they were supposed to be. Yeah. But I think the whole, like, eyes glowing thing, like, I, th- I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I... It, even, like, I don't know, just cannibal humanoid homeless people killing other homeless people who yeah. also live on their ground. We ran out of homeless. What should we do? Hey, look, a sewer. Like, yeah. you know, like, But I did like the story. I mean, I thought that the story was pretty original. I like that it wasn't a slow burn. And I like that, like, right off the bat, as soon as the ladies walk, like, with her dog or whatever, she gets messed up. She gets messed up real bad. Yeah, she does. Messed up as in dead. Yeah. (laughs) Right right off the bat. There are kind of, like, a number of scenes in the movie that just kind of go, like, back back to back. Like, it's just people talking, you know, all this kind of, like, political and police stuff. You know, but it doesn't ever really feel like anything is slowing down or like not happening. Because I think that the like city elements are actually pretty cool. Yeah. Because, you know, even though it's like a monster movie, it's got a lot of like, you know, actual deep, deeper themes to it, like Mm -hmm. the homeless problem. And I think that was uh, the main thing. Yeah. Like this movie, political corruption, not, you know, because you've seen those, uh, you know, the. I don't know what those government dudes like. Yeah. They were they were covering this up. They're like, Chud doesn't stand for da, da. Chud stands for. I forgot what he said, but yeah, it was some something with like hazard or like hazardous waste or you know something like that. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: Peter McAllister from Home Alone mm-hmm. and Marv the Robber from Home Alone are both in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty interesting like casting, but uh, I thought that the actor who plays Marv did a, did a good job. I hadn't seen him in any other films besides Home Alone 1 and 2, and this is the third film mm-hmm. I think I ever saw him in. Yeah, I, I've seen him in something else, but I don't like, remember what. I didn't know if he'd be like a decent actor in a not-family movie, mm-hmm. but like... No, he was good. He, he was good. Like it, yeah. it didn't seem like cheesy 80s acting. Like mm-hmm. he, he actually acted. Like I was shocked. Yeah, I mean, there was a scene like a little bit later into the movie where he and the one like good cop are sitting down with like the police chief and then i don't know what the hell the other guy did but and then like uh one of like the heads of i don't know some like hazardous or like nuclear commission or something like that i don't don't remember exactly but they were sitting there and and he kind of like had to stand up and he was like you know flinging those pictures yeah when he's like look you think you think anything human did that when he had like the big chunk missing he's like i'm gonna show these to the press Mm -hmm. you know like yeah, that whole that whole like uh, yelling monologue by him was great. Yeah, he I thought and when he started being kind of a dick and like it was believable. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if they didn't want to freaking listen to him, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, like the, all the performances I thought were actually pretty good for like an eighties horror movie, especially like a low budget one. It had that eighties vibe to it too. Yeah, like because it took place in a city too, rather than like the burbs. Even, you know, Peter McAllister was talking about it. He's like, yeah. How, your, your parents' house is in the suburbs. Why would we go there, you know? Yeah. Let's, let's stay in the city. Like, no one in their right freaking mind says that, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, especially not around here. But no. that was also kind of one of the things, you know, about, like, nice areas and, like, lower-income people versus, I don't know, higher-income people. It's kind of weird that it tied into the story of 
the chuds somehow. Yeah. But uh, well, we got to focus on one normal guy. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he was kind of like our link to you know the real world. And then we had in the sewers these like mutant monsters. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 a weird like contrast. And I almost wish that there were like just more scenes of mindless mutant monster violence. But I, I just like that it was in the city because like you could you could see like a whole different like array of people and you could definitely tell this is an older movie just by like how everyone looks and it was just Mm -hmm. it was really nice to see and like it didn't have any like i think the cinematography was done well they didn't really have like a lot of like you know moving shots it would just be like camera sitting still while stuff happens but like it didn't need to have over the top like dramatic cinematography like if it was made like let me think of dramatic cinematography for example like insidious that's kind of like you know with all the close-ups zooming in the cameras like running after the people as the mm-hmm. alarm goes off you know this didn't have that this was just really subtle camera work which i really liked yeah. and the thing i liked the most about this movie is the score yeah the score in this movie was great I-, I liked it a lot it was like super retro and like i was looking for like an 80s movie like an 80s horror movie i can watch just to like just to feel the 1980s just just surge through my body yeah that sounded kind of weird anyways ignore what i said <laughs> no, I <guess> but <laughs> but like this was this was it like and I, I turned it on shutter yesterday i was like you know screw it you know i'll watch it because i've this is a classic i heard and i put it off for too long and i'm gonna rewatch it again soon because i i really enjoyed this one yeah it has rewatch value you know like oh, for sure yeah. it's not like it's not like maybe uh let's think of a movie that doesn't have much rewatch value the original strangers i can't watch that like over and over that's fair there's there's not really a lot like hidden in that movie of of substance necessarily you know it's just kind of this event that's terrible event that happened to these people like this one was like thematic so it was kind of like yeah super different yeah there's a lot going on there's a lot of like character interactions and then you know when you do finally get to the parts where like the chud monsters are just slaughtering people like it's it's really cool it's hardcore yeah (laughs) So that's definitely something to watch. Six at least is it? Eighty four. Yeah, eighty four. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. All these like older monster movies are just great because even even if they're not like cheesy, they're at least interesting to watch. Oh yeah. You know, something like The Strangers or you know whatever other movie you can. Yeah, think you, of. you can't just rewatch that. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it like a few times, but I'm never really like. I watched. You it. know, it'd be great to watch right now, just randomly The Strangers. Yeah, no, I don't do that. I watched it about three times. Mm-hmm. That's a movie you gotta watch like once every five years yeah yeah but yeah chud chud is great dude like i i I did really like that there was like a bigger scope to it which was kind of cool um but i I always kind of wondered what it would be like as a movie if it like just took place like in the sewers and it was just like a couple you know like a group of people just like fighting these monsters and getting i think if they do make like a remake they should make it like all sewer they don't find out no government conspiracy no nothing they're just in the sewers for whatever reason and this time don't make it like adults make it like teenage douchebags yeah maybe i mean i still like the angle of making it like the homeless people are missing and everything because that's kind of what launched like the whole mystery in this film which was pretty cool oh yeah like it got me you know kind of hooked into the story because i was like well why are all the homeless people going missing you know and why does this guy at the soup kitchen care so much right yeah exactly so uh something i mean something like that could still be cool i don't know if turning it into like a teenage thing is the right way to go for this movie because like i think it's fine to like steer away from parts of like you know the original themes and everything like that but i don't know if you should 
stray away from it too much. I think it could be done. I think they're going through like these, you know, the sewers. They start finding homeless people's clothes and like living locations. Yeah. Seeing they've been ransacked. There's like blood everywhere. There's like someone took like a snap, a quick snapshot of the monster or whatever the hell before it killed them. And then like, you know, out of one of those cameras that automatically prints the photo. Yeah. And like they find Poor one of the photos. They're like. You're like, bro, is this serious, dude? Like, mm. I don't know, man. I'm just trying to get home and play Fortnite. You know, like <laughs> oh something. God. I think it could be done. Yo, if that if that dude starts spaghetti dancing, I'm walking out of oh, the theater. That would be I'm hilarious. sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying. But I, yeah, I don't even really want to entertain the possibility of a Chud remake right now. But with everything that's been happening, it's probably more possible than I think. But it is a, a cult classic for sure. I think mostly off the back of the monsters themselves which is kind of ironic given how sort of little screen time they have in the film but i think that's a good thing though yeah it makes them more like enigmas like mysterious but and and like scarier when you actually do see them you know and they don't have to show the you know like the practical monster so much you know because like if you show it too much people be like all right i see that's fake and now i hate this movie right this one was like just subtle enough yeah, it was pretty perfect because, you know, like, the, the guy's, like, throwing pictures at them, like, look at his leg. Like, it looks like a, you know, tiger bit his leg off or whatever. Dude, he doesn't say that, but... Speaking of 80s monster movies mm-hmm. and, like, practical effects, I think the best practical effects done on an 80s monster movie was definitely Pumpkinhead. Like, that was Pumpkinhead all practical. Was there was no CGI. Like, that big monster thing was just a guy in a suit. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why you have to watch Alien, because that is just a guy in a See, suit, too. I would say, like, the 80s monster movies that showed the their little practical effects monster too much and, and ended up being, like, cheesy, you know, like, ah! Yeah. Pumpkinhead, I think, did it right. Like, Yeah, yeah, because he was still, like, you know, terrifying. Yeah, like, and you, like, he looked like a real monster. It didn't look yeah. like some, some guy in a suit or, like, a puppet, you know? Like, yeah. it looked legit. His tail was moving, which scary as crap, because you're like, yo people didn't mess with cgi back then and if they yeah. did it was just like you know some micro like windows movie maker mm-hmm. effect like no yeah because that was all like animatronics they did the same kind of stuff in like uh the thing and you know all those kind of that's 80s, why I like, like horror movies that's why those are super good when they use yeah. the puppet monsters or like if you're gonna if you're gonna here here's my advice well not that anyone's making 80s monster movies now but if you have practical effects and you're gonna show your monster have it be more like Pumpkinhead. Don't mm. have it... If you got a puppet, don't have it waltzing around, like, you know, like Thanksgiving, you know. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I got to mention it because Thanksgiving is, like, you know, here, so, like... Yeah. That, that's our... That's that's our... That's how we kind of, like... We will inje- yeah. we'll inject... Thanksgiving. Into, in, into yeah, this sure. conversation. <laughs> yeah, but Thanksgiving had, like, a budget of, like, $10, so... Yeah. You know. I don't know. I don't know about that, but I, I hear what you're saying completely. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I said. Yeah. Just make sh- it natural. Yeah. Make it natural. Don't no puppets. Don't show it too much. If you're gonna use a puppet, show like the puppet's face and use mm-hmm. some like, you know, camera tricks to make it look like, oh, you know. Right. Yeah. And people just do too much. It's blah. And this movie was not that though. This movie did it right. Alien did it right. Pumpkinhead did it right. Mm-hmm. These are three movies off the top that I can think of. Probably the yeah. the thing like you said. Okay, so for that's about it for me. Like that's all I can remember. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's more, but Chud is definitely a great example for sure. Because, like you said, it was, there, it was subtle enough to where like you don't really have to see the monster too much, so it's still effective. Oh yeah. Um, it also helps that there were like a lot of them, 
which was which was pretty cool because you it kind of reminds me of the descent which obviously came after yeah but it's like a whole bunch of these creatures like attacking people so i think the moral of this movie is don't go into sewers <laughs> don't go into sewers yeah. and if you do go into sewers don't run into a chud mm-hmm. and if the chud somehow make it to the surface world i don't know what to do uh sh- shoot the guy who was covering it up i don't know <laughs> i guess yeah i don't know spoiler alert <laughs> avoid homeless people maybe is is also a, is also a lesson i mean that's kind of awful but yeah don't don't avoid them get help, away from them <laughs> help, help them out if possible but help. just make sure they're not a chud i think it's like a metaphor for like we should help the homeless out because they eventually kill each other and us so they'll be able to survive because no one wants to help them so they forcefully gotta like dehumanize themselves to do these horrible things to survive i think that was in all seriousness like Mm -hmm. but there was a lot of like you know socio-political stuff in here that i don't really want to go into because i don't care (laughs) yeah (laughs) but but there are a lot of themes yeah we recognize them it's just like whenever anyone starts to talk about politics my mind is just like all right you're leaving yeah like and i just don't listen and i'm just like i don't care like, yeah it, it, i've had enough like i just want to enjoy horror without talking about the themes we see poli- we see the political themes we're not troglodytes you know we understand and we can absorb all this information you yeah. know but sometimes it's just like i guess it was cool because it was the 80s but now if you now whenever i see a horror movie do some political oh, just make a scary movie man yeah. like I mean, I don't, I don't think it's too overwhelming in Chud, which is good. Like, it's just enough to really kind of just play more on, like, the human aspect yep. rather than making it, like, too political. So, yeah, yeah, the movie is great. I like it a lot. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Let us know what you think about it. Maybe if you'd like a potential remake or not. But uh, we're going to move on now. Oh, to- dude, you know who would... Hmm. I think we got to talk about him since the movies today we're going to talk about was kind of inspired by him. Sam Raimi, bro. Dude, dude yeah. Chud. Yeah, yeah. Can be, you imagine cool. that? Yeah, that, that would be, be crazy. I think the practical effects on the Chud monsters would be like awesome. They'd be able to show them a lot more. Mm-hmm. I, I think he should do it. I'm gonna contact him. I swear, yeah. I'm gonna email him. Yo, can you do a Chud remake? Yeah, I'm what, just, what if he's like already planned? Like, oh, then we would be prophets. Oh yeah, seriously. <laughs> if we call this one, if Sam Raimi directs Chud, just. <laughs> can you just give us gold like yeah that? or let us be like executive producers or something i don't know let let me let me act and direct me and barnabas i'm we could we can do this yeah i can so. do it yeah we we know these movies <laughs> so uh speaking of which we're gonna move on to a couple uh hidden gems that we both like but before we do that we wanted to give uh you know a, a chance for some of the other shows on sports radio detroit network to give you their uh pitch Hi, this is Chris. And this is Roger. And if you like Tigers baseball, Major League Baseball, Minor League Baseball, analytics, pop culture references, movies, sports, food, check us out. Look for Tigers SRD on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Do you love pop culture? Discussions about pop culture? Ranking and rating treasured pieces of that shared culture against each other? I I mean, I do think Flea's a good bass player. He does what he does very well. And like I said, he's he's a he's like a rock star, you know. He's eccentric. What is so funny? What I just didn't like? know he talked so long about flea. I, I didn't know anybody had I mean, so many just, feelings. I do. So I, many. I feelings. got feelings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Music, movies, television, food, sports, pro wrestling. We are the determination of what is over or underrated across all fields of greater cultural consumption. Subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts and Podbean, or visit us at sportsradiodetroit.com. 
over under fair your final word in pop culture relevance all right so i like to call this segment hidden horrors we're going to talk about two films that uh, we feel are hidden gems in the horror genre and whenever we feel necessary we're going to do this segment there's nothing like on chopping block or you know i wouldn't say these are cult movies like barnabas Mm. said hidden gems so you may or may not have heard of these they don't really have like a big following Mm -hmm. but we thought they were pretty good and i don't know these two for this week i enjoyed both of them yeah same so the first one that we want to kind of talk about here is uh i don't know if it's officially called this i think it is it's officially i think called scared but you may know it as cutthroat yeah i have the dvd i bought it from uh when they used to have those suncoast dvd stores Mm -hmm. i bought it from east uh eastland mall or either that no that's where i got a different film no i got this one from fye oh, okay the oakland mall one yeah back in like 2003 or four something like that mm-hmm. got it like shortly after it came out straight to dvd and i got it for like 10 bucks it was it said it said cutthroat on the front and it had like 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 a sack like a potato sack with an eye hole and a knife and a guy holding a knife nice and, I think it's officially cutthroat, but people just call it scare. I think scared is what it is in the UK. Oh, okay. Yeah, Something that like sense. that. Something like that. So, yeah. And it was directed by Keith Wally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it came out in 2002. And I think that the uh, the premise is kind of cool, but it definitely, you know, it's on like the tail end there kind of of the whole like meta you know kind of like woke you yeah, know like slasher say, movie this 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 isn't like the same realm of scream urban legends i know what you did last summer yeah this is one of those movies and you know me i'm a sucker for these for this era of film because yeah. i was like six seven years old when like you know these type of movies started getting big that was like it was like in the in the prime of my childhood yeah also the beginning of my childhood <laughs> <laughs> right it's yeah. the prime so uh yeah i mean basically 2002 we were like what eight years old eight years old yeah (laughs) so i had no idea about this film until you told me about it actually pretty recently but it was a cool film uh it it follows this group of filmmakers who are of course (laughs) trying to make a horror movie yep and uh it's it's i mean they're on like studio backlots and stuff so it's not like a, a like a budget horror movie yeah but they're trying to make a horror movie and then there's a real killer on set so it's not like a completely new premise but 2002 i mean i, I would think that this was like a pretty fresh concept back then so you oh know. yeah because that yeah we're, we're filming a movie and there's a kill i think this was the first movie that did that possibly yeah let us know if you know people but unless you maybe. count they weren't filming but stage fright yeah they were doing a play and then psycho guy snuck in but this is the first movie that i ever saw there's a killer on set well when what year was scream uh was it three scream three i think yes it was with with them on the on the uh like the movie set i think that might have been after this i'm not i think so i think that was like oh three or oh four okay well we could be wrong but anyway a fresh concept in 2002 more or less and yeah these people are getting chased down by this killer and of course because of its kind of era you know there's this whole mystery behind you know who done it is it is it the actor is it the actress is it the producer is it the director or is it someone else right or is it two people is it you know 
15 people. I don't know. <laughs> you know, there's this whole is mystery. Is it everybody? Like, <laughs> right, yeah. What if it's, what if it's the f- obese security guard? Like, yeah, I'm doing my job. <laughs> like, what Maybe. part of your job description said killing everyone on certain? Does it eliminate all problems? <laughs> I saw her eating pineapple with pizza. I eliminated the problem. Yeah. Like, Oh man, let's not start that argument, okay? Pineapples don't go on a pizza. Do yes, apples? Yes. Name any other fruit. Pineapple. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I thought this movie was pretty cool. I liked the concept a lot. Even after having watched other movies that have kind of explored this premise, I still liked it. Uh, the acting was not very good, but that's kind of to be expected. No, especially, uh, especially the dude who played Nick. Yeah. Luciano Saber, like it's like, dude, look, I'm I'm foreign too. Yeah. So is Barnabas. We can still talk. <laughs> He's, yeah. He was like, you know, if you're scared, then it's like, dude, like, talk like you would talk to a person. Don't yeah. don't talk. Don't 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 blatantly act. Like yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're not like talking crap about his accent or anything. He was just not a very good actor. No, dude, <laughs> I had an accent until I was like seven years old. So. <laughs> He was not good. I mean, quite frankly, uh, not really any. Hamlin was good, though. Good. Yeah, he wasn't he the older guy? He was like the. He was the, the freak with like the no facial hair and like the spiky gelled up hair. Yeah. He was the other director. Yeah. When I like the part where like the chick got stabbed and he's like, now that's a scream. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was so good. I, I This movie is super like unknown. Mm-hmm. You can find it on 2B TV, though. And I think we both highly recommend this one. Just check yeah. it out, bro. It's. It has all the early 2000s cheese, mm-hmm. but hey, it, it has a nice score mm-hmm. and it has like surprisingly very, very decent cinematography. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, honestly, like it kept me engaged, you know, like the story yeah. was was decent enough to where I was like, all right, well, you know, I guess it's not her. Yeah. So it's probably the insane director who's just jumping off the walls yeah. on like speed. Yeah. <laughs> the dude, the, hey, any guy with <laughs> spiky gelled up hair is yeah. no good. The, 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 the movie does pay homages to other films, similarly to, you know, the other horror hey, slashers. Really? Hey, the, the best thing about this movie is the killer guys, though. Like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Dude, the outfit, the mask, mm-hmm. it. It was all great. And like the the scares too. Like they yeah. do kind of come out the blue, which is what makes it good. If only like the, the actors were a little bit less acty. That's that's my problem. Yeah. You're not okay, of course you're supposed to act, but you're not supposed to act like you're acting. Like that's what they were doing. Right, yeah. like, they acted like they were acting. Act like you're having a conversation. Like if you're like if you're like, Hey man, what's going on? You just go up to him, Hey bro, what's going on? Yeah. You don't go, Hey bro, what's going on? <laughs> like right. relax. Don't enunciate so much you piece of crap like <laughs> they, they probably felt like they had to like oh well, i'm on a movie set that's on a movie set yeah so i guess i have to act yeah <laughs> like oh my god who is the short the short blonde girl was that uh samantha cheek i believe so kate norby oh my gosh <laughs> yeah, Dude, she's so annoying everyone knows someone like that they need to go away <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. go away yeah it's like i think I mean, yeah, she was probably like meant to be that way, but it was very so, agonizing. It, it was. I'm so tired of like the blonde bimbo thing. Like that's, well, I guess it was kind of like a newer concept because it's 2002. Yeah. Hey, she's blonde. She must be ridiculously dumb. <laughs> yeah. You don't see that nowadays because it's just like, it's like, all right, 
<laughs> yeah, we get it. While yeah. the dumbest people I have met are blonde, <laughs> it's still a stereotype. Yeah. People can't get... You can't get offended. I'm not making fun of a race. I'm making fun of your hair. It's not my choice. Diet. I don't know. Get smarter. Read a book. I don't know. I have yeah. blonde hair, but it's not real because I'm smart. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. In opposition to like the, the 80s where, you know, like there were still some dumb people, but, you know, like the blonde girls would usually be the, the final girls and stuff, you know? Yeah. They'd be like... Kind of weird. Hello? everyone's missing i'm gonna like get naked and take a shower what's going on like that's, <laughs> yeah, that's there pretty were a much, lot of, there was a lot of that it was just like they i don't know why like one guy made a blonde joke and then everything in culture movies tv mm. shows commercials they're like can we make blondes dumb all the time meanwhile the blonde chick sitting there she has like her, her degree in psychology she's really smart and she has to act like <laughs> yeah. how painful is that yeah, there are definitely a lot of like kind of annoying cliches in this film, but but like that's what makes it so good because yeah. like it has every cliche. Yeah, yeah, and I mean it really went all out with it. It's like, hey, killer, killer tries to comfort potential victim. Uh, a third into the movie, you remember when Nick was talking? Uh, uh what's yeah. her name? Heather Roberts. Mm-hmm. That was her name, right? That was I her. believe so. Yeah. Yeah, and okay, so the smart one is Samantha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. Heather Roberts is the annoying one. Raquel Horton. Yeah, this, has... this person. Oh God, yeah, that's her. <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah, she was she was pretty annoying for sure. They did a great job at that. If that's what they were going, can we like annoy the audience? Yeah. Well, here's you know. There is kind of Raquel Horton. There is kind of always that one girl because even in like uh, even in Scream Three, I believe it was on the film set, that one actress was was pretty annoying. Oh my God. So <laughs> the one that got a uh, they got attacked after the house blew up or whatever. Yep. So that's the one. Like, uh, spoiler alert: she survives in this movie. Yeah, it's pretty annoying. Oh boy! Even though she gets sh- stabbed, and she's like, "I'm just wearing a police vest." Like, where did your dumbass <laughs> get a police vest? Where? Yeah. So, but 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 still, totally worth checking out. It's uh, it's a fun movie, and if you like. Uh, I know I know what you did last summer. Scream, then you'll enjoy this one. Dope killer, great mm-hmm. premise, acting, meh. Yeah, <laughs> but it's interesting. Like you, you, you won't want to turn it off. Trust me. Right off, mm-hmm. right. I like how it starts off showing you the movie that like they're basic, making. Th- basically, the movie starts off as not the movie, but the movie that they're making, and you're like, "This is the movie." No, this is the this is our scene of the movie we're making, and you're like. Whoa! Oh, like mind blowing. Like first meta movie, like like this. So it's like yeah. <laughs> it was. It was pretty Head cool. Just exploding. Actually, though, Tales from the Crypt kind of did it first, I think, because I, I believe in uh, in one of them. They're like the Crypt Keeper is like making a movie, and then oh, it's gosh. like not. But anyway, but yeah, but go check out uh Cutthroat, aka Scared. You can find it on 2B TV. Download the app. Mm-hmm. There's literally 1,300 horror movies. Yeah, and it's free. I mean, you might get some ads potentially, but... It didn't have ads before, weirdly enough. They just recently added I, I ads. I think they but added it, but still worth it. They're like 30-second ads like three times. Yeah. So, like, go see Scared on 2B TV. Right, yeah. If you're not two years old, then you probably have sat through ads before. Just, it's fine. Oh, yeah. They're called commercials. You guys remember cable? I know <laughs> it's been a while. There's... But you it know, did exist. I mean, I I still have it just because Xfinity has a lot of what? What's a cable, Grandpa Samuel? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so uh, yeah, go check it out. The next movie that we're gonna talk about in this hidden horrors segment 
is uh, not quite as readily available, but if you are able to find it, I thought it was uh, I thought it was great, and I, I think it'd be worth a, a watch or a search if you're interested. So this next movie is a French horror film called Livid or Livide with an E at the end. Yeah, that would be in French, I believe. And it was uh, it was made in 2011. That's when it was released, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a vampire flick, but. Mm-hmm. The great thing about this movie is for, like, the majority of the movie, you have no idea. Kind of from dusk till dawn-ish. Like, you're not really sure what it is because it seems more of, like, a... Like a supernatural thing? Yeah, potentially supernatural thing, but also kind of like this kind of home invasion sort of deal. Yeah, like, don't breathe, like you mentioned earlier. Yeah. So, basically, this, uh, this nurse or home health aide, whatever she is, she and her boss go to this old lady's house to like take care of her and the girl finds out that there's like a legend that the old lady has like a treasure in the house somewhere yep so she comes back later at night with her boyfriend and their friend and they try to look for it and then they're basically trapped in the house they get separated you know and they find all this weird stuff about this lady and she used to be a ballet dancer and she had a daughter and etc etc i don't want to spoil too much of, of the rest of the story because i think it's actually really interesting if you can find this one uh mm-hmm. it's really hard i can't suggest using streaming services like free streaming services like cody because i think you should buy the movie yeah i mean even weird. rent it i mean you know we're we're all for like supporting horror and not like supporting horror be like yeah i support you guys like no just mm-hmm. buy the film you know Eleven dollars or whatever the, yeah. the hell it costs. Like, don't don't buy a pack of cigarettes just one day and just kill two hours with this film. I mean, it's atmospheric. Yeah, uh, it's really dark. The whole movie's dark. I was just gonna say it's yeah, not it happy really at funny. all. There's like there's they don't like show and like almost any like sunlight in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Not only yeah, not only in mood is it dark, but it's just. I mean, it takes place at nighttime mostly, in this like old, you know, sick lady's house. If you can call that a house, that's a big... Yeah, it's like a mansion. Yeah. Because I think it used to be like the dance academy when she was like in teaching ballet or whatever. Yeah. So it's it's an awesome house. It's a great setting. Great atmosphere. It's kind of... It's pretty bloody. Yeah, it is pretty gory, and which I like a lot. You know what? Usually I'm not for gory films, but like this one had like the perfect amount. Yeah. Plus vampire movies need gore. Like that's just... Mm-hmm. That's that just comes with the territory. Yeah, it's just really cool to me because it was it kind of it had this duality to it, you know, because you come into it expecting this entirely different film, and then once you kind of realize what it is, you're pleasantly surprised. Yeah, dude. Like, do you remember when we were watching it? Like, dude, three quarters yeah. into the movie, we were. I, I remember I turned to you. I was like, "Yo, is this a vampire movie?" Or- <laughs> yeah. I was like, "What is going on?" You're- is this like what is this can cannibals cannibal ghosts? Yeah. <laughs> I was I was just super excited actually because I was like, yo, I didn't know this was yeah. a vampire movie. I remember I, you told me about this movie, right? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I just I, saw like pictures of it before. Yeah, and I never I I never heard of it. This mm-hmm. is this should not be as low key as it is. They need to bring this on Shutter. Let's contact Shutter. I mean, Shutter is not like super huge, so I'm pretty sure like they'll yeah. get to our emails. It's not like we're emailing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Jobs no he's dead but it's not like we're it's not <laughs> yeah, like we're emailing yeah. Bill Gates like yo yeah 
Yeah, well, they do have a thing where you can like request films, but then it also depends on like the licensing and you know stuff like that. Screw that. We go on our email account, and be like, "Hi, uh, this is you go. This is Barnabas. I have my own podcast called Grave Discussions. We reviewed your, yeah. your movie. Well, I'm just saying, and like, then, and then like right away, bro. Like they'll. I'm just saying for them to acquire the film, it depends on things like licensing and stuff like that. Like if they can get rights to are you wearing, stream the film. Are you wearing a red shirt, a red hat, and you have red headphones? I, yes. Purposely? Apparently. <laughs> I didn't want to have the headphones, but I had to. <laughs> I literally I just noticed it right now. I was like, this guy. Yeah. Well, the shirt and the hat are for, are for the Red Wings because they're well, playing yeah, today. Yeah, we have. But to. yeah, the red headphones are just like random and you know what's funny as heck too like the bars like in audition right now they're both red nice for some reason i don't know what's happening but anyway speaking of red there was a lot of blood and livid there was there was yeah and I, I liked the amount of gore a lot the ending was depressing i uh, the whole movie came back to me yeah i remember the whole like hey now you're like me yeah jump like <laughs> so, so the movie gets pretty like progressively weirder and it kind of has some like fairy tale elements to it. So basically, there's kind of a lot going on in this film, but I don't know. It wasn't like super overwhelming to me. I just thought that the twists were cool and it wasn't like silly or goofy or anything. Like, like no, you it, said, it was dark. So it was dark. That's why, I, mm-hmm. even if a movie sucks, if you have a great atmosphere, it doesn't. Oh, yeah. Cause like to me, atmosphere and score those go hand in hand this had both of those i remember the score now too like it came as the more we're talking about this the yeah. more it starts coming back and like the score in the atmosphere for me is like 60 percent of the movie yeah like, substance i'm gonna be real with you i don't give a crap if you have any metaphors in your movie if it doesn't scare me or make me feel like uneasy or, or like i'm gonna go to hell for watching it like right. you know what i mean like yeah. that 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 i didn't get that real sense of dread like dang something bad's gonna happen to me mm-hmm. uh, like that feeling you get with movies like dark song lake mungo you know what i mean yeah that's that feeling yeah. you know no or even have you seen uh I, I would even say castle freak had that kind of feel to it yeah sort of yeah unnameable for sure those those type of movies will will always trump all these jump scare movies like for me yeah. sure a jump scare will you'll scare me for about two seconds Right, but like it's there's nothing like making me feel uneasy for like thirty minutes, wondering yeah. wondering what's around every corner. And like I said before, it's not about what's there; it's about while you're watching it for the first time, what you think is gonna happen, what you think is exactly, there, like yeah. what you think happened. Like that's 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 the importance. That that's the substance for me. Atmosphere and suspense brings all the substance. The story doesn't to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like in in this film, when she like first met that old lady, and she's just. She looks really creepy, first of all. And she's, like, laying there in that big bed. Yeah. And they talk about, like, the treasure and, you know, and stuff. Like, the purported treasure. I was like, okay, something's going to happen yeah. with this treasure, you know. I don't know what, but something. I wasn't expecting the vampire twist at all, which is why it was so good. Yeah. You know, because I thought it was going to be like, oh, they find, you know, a box of gold. And then the old lady's a leprechaun. I don't know. Yeah. You know or something, it could have been but, anything. Yeah, literally. But it was, like... No, the the twist was awesome and uh to kind of go off of what you were just saying like after they like got to the house literally like every scene after that just like you know steadily got not only like more atmospheric and creepier but just like weirder and then there were like monsters so yeah it never really let up like i was pretty fascinated by it the (laughs) whole time yeah 
It's like one of those movies like you just feel like extremely uncomfortable while watching it. Yeah, exactly. Not because like not like uncomfortable like oh, I don't like this. Uncomfortable like damn it. Yeah. You're just like waiting <laughs> to like you're just like man, I'm going to have mental issues after watching. It's like one of those like just it puts it takes your mind to this dark place. Like yeah. for me those like deeply suspenseful movies just like when you hear like just the background like just the bass like right and you're just like oh no (laughs) yeah or even in like this where you know like well i don't want to i don't want to spoiler but there's there's some scenes of you know a certain character in this film where there's kind of being shown on screen and you know that something is going to happen but you know like maybe five minutes go by and then finally it happens so there's there's a lot of cool scenes in this film and for this like the happenings weren't like really like really explicit like when you Mm -hmm. found the old when the, you know when you saw the old lady you're like that's creepy and right. then they found her daughter and you're like okay it's getting weird and then people start drinking blood and you're like the fuck is going on yeah exactly yeah it, like, it was really cool each each type of delivery at the end of like a large moment of suspense was different that's what i liked. Right. it wasn't just like the same crap over oh look the killer's around this corner now no it wasn't like that yeah I, I, it kind of really felt like they almost approached the script like they just started writing one type of movie and then exactly. at a certain at a certain point they were like you know it would be really cool if she's like jumped on this dude's neck and just like bit the crap out of him and just started why, why would she do why would she do that this was supposed to be no no she's a vampire, she's a vampire now chris have you been oh, drinking like <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's, that's basically kind of how it was but like not in a bad way you know i, no, I thought it they was did so in a great good. way yeah. watch livid dude get do they have the blu-ray on amazon so I think that there's a DVD you can get on Amazon. I don't know how much it costs, but yeah, the movie is a little hard to find, but you you can definitely find it. Maybe like check eBay or something. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely worth it. Definitely. Like this is one of those movies. If you're with a chick <laughs> yeah. and you're Netflixing and you're chilling or Xfinity and virginity, whichever one you're doing, <laughs> this is the movie. Yeah, it's a good one. And this is actually uh, this is actually um, the second film by the same dudes who did Inside, the French one, oh, the, the crazy one. No, yeah. no wonder it's. I still, yeah. I still have yet to watch the French one. Yeah, it's it's insane, dude. It's like even bloodier than this, but it's it's great. It's also got a, a very interesting premise. Nice. I like extreme yeah. cinema. Yeah. I, re- I honestly, I don't care about the premise. Like I said. For me, the substance is not in the story. Like, mm. the substance is in the delivery and, like I said, how it makes you feel. Like, right. you, you could have, a like, a, a horror movie, just your stereotypical slasher. Mm. But if you make it suspenseful enough, atmospheric enough, hopeless enough, that's the word I'm looking for, hopeless. <laughs> yeah. Then you have yourself a good movie. Like, if you're just willy-nilly making your story super complicated to compensate for the fact that you have very little like <laughs> skills in like building suspense and using camera angles and score to build suspense then that's not going to do it for me man i yeah. i need i need i think for me it's just because i've been watching horror since i was like five like mm-hmm. the technical aspects are super important i never really cared for the story of any horror like that's why nowadays with the whole backstory oh he's he's a yeah. killer because he was people were mean to him i don't give a crap <laughs> I mean, you still have to have a good plot, but I don't know. For me, if if you if you if you pay attention to like like the plot like too much, if you get too involved, then it makes the film not scary. Like the new Halloween, the new Halloween yeah. was like interesting. Like I wasn't scared at mm-hmm. all 
ever during yeah i mean movie. it still it still has to be intriguing like you don't have to have a complicated plot or anything but it still has to at least interest you you know because like for me if the plot gets too complicated then it's just not scary like if if i'm if i have to put together a million pieces that's cool but if i have to like let me think of a movie that was like super complicated but like not great uh all right first let me give you a movie that did did it right with giving you a lot of information and delivering and you you really have to pay attention shutter island i think that's one of the best movies i've ever watched that was very good a, a movie that overcomplicates things is the new halloween you 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 give us all this character development and the story and you just kind of like make the horror less horrifying right that's just how i feel i mean you know what you're talking about i disagree well i don't give a crap about you okay yeah. it didn't scare me well then something's wrong with you no something's wrong with you for being scared that easy by something that's not scary if it doesn't scare me i don't feel it like yeah it's all it's also that you know to kind of like accommodate that like you just have to take away scenes in order to put in like dialogue and yeah stuff like that i don't care about dialogue like yeah dude you can make a great movie and the only premise is look there's five people and there's this mansion that they stumbled upon what's gonna happen yeah and how you build the suspense for what's gonna happen is the important part not what's actually there like yeah but once something is actually there Mm mm-hmm that's when you got to have a little more action than suspense and like a lot of movies just have suspense suspense one minute of climactic battle suspense 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 yeah uh solution you know i don't i don't i don't like that whole there's not enough oomph there is not enough oomph like if you need you need as much okay double the suspense of as however much oomph there is double that suspense yeah. however however much oomph you're planning on putting in this movie double the suspense mm-hmm. that's what makes it good yeah. don't make us wait around the whole movie you know for something to happen like a movie that that actually went through with this well built suspense little things happen there very few climactic scenes in hereditary yeah but like like the feelings bro like when, oh, yeah, there was a when the dread little, throughout when, the entire when the film. little girl's head came off and then mm-hmm. the kid seeing these visions and he's banging his head off the table and having these crazy nightmares like that did it right and livid did it right if you can get yourself a copy of livid yep i agree with that completely check it out it is in french it might be a little hard to find but it's worth it so next up we want to talk about a newer film that just came out and we do this in a segment where we explore uh, a movie that's out on a streaming service or that just came out on VOD or whatever. And, you know, usually a hotter movie. If you're thinking you might want to watch it, we've seen it. Yeah. And we're going to give you our recommendation of whether you should or not. And this is The Chopping Block. <laughs> this week's Chopping Block, we have a fantastic, spoiler alert, there's my opinion on it already, <laughs> Indonesian, supernatural, demonic undead horror film called may the devil take you yep this one is directed by timo sajanto i believe we spoke about this film last week it's a it was, it was hit, on the trailers or something right? it was in it was in the news I the think. news yeah yeah because it was being kind of called a, a raimi-esque movie it really was too. it really was yeah so it came out this year and the premise may sound sort of familiar to you about a group of people who go to uh, a, a house 
in the middle of the woods basically and there's some crazy and they summon this this demonic force so basically yeah. uh there's a girl named alfie yeah and her stepbrother ruben you don't sound like indonesian names. <laughs> and then uh ruben's mom and ruben's two sisters they go to visit uh alfie's dad in the hospital and that's Dude, this movie right off the bat starts off with the horror. Well, actually, it starts off with Alfie about to get groped by some pervert piece of crap yeah. on the on the train, train which kind of shows you like in like these other countries, there's like the problem of like women just getting felt up onto, and these guys yeah. should be beheaded and beaten to death with a hammer. <laughs> Not that I condone violence, but against sexual predators, I condone violence. Do whatever you want to them. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't care. Anyways, so it cuts to the hospital. You know, you're wondering, you know, what's this girl doing? And, you know, slightly before this, you see, like, a long time ago, her dad makes, like, a deal with some sort of demon for uh, mm -hmm. for cash. And it can only be paid in soul. So Alfie's going to the hospital. She's going to go visit her dad. And as she's visiting her dad, weird crap happens. Like, mm -hmm. he wakes up terrified, pointing at something. And then she looks over and you just see this scary, terrifying silhouette with long nails. Yeah. And the shadow just waiting behind that curtain. And then slowly it starts moving forward, moving forward, moving mm -hmm. forward. Then it turns and there's nothing there. But behind Alfie <laughs> is the lady. Yeah. And then it turns out to be her dad. And he's like, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. He woke up from his coma or whatever. He's like, he, he throws up on his like old stepdaughter or whatever. Mm -hmm. Now they're at the house. You know, they're, you know, the, the ex-wife or whatever, the, the gold diggers like, check if there's like a safety deposit box somewhere he could be hiding cash you know they're arguing about the house she slaps her old stepdaughter alfie or whatever mm -hmm. and then ruben goes to comfort her so there's a lot of character development going on with alfie's like inner struggles yeah. and outer struggles with her family her father's illness selling the house and all that but none of that matters when crap hits the fan uh yeah. so for some reason they open this door because at least to the cellar yeah be, sound familiar right and then this gold digging wench she's like you know <laughs> let's check if there's any money down there and then uh by doing that they release the demonic presence that the father had tried to keep at bay which they revealed to you later he killed the person that was the witch that was inhabited mm -hmm. by that by the spirit of as they say in the movie iblis which is the devil you know the islamic devil yeah which is the equivalent of me, Samuel. But anyway, <laughs> so the premise is, well, not the premise, but so basically they open the cellar door and, uh, you know, Alfie's arguing with her stepmom. Then all of a sudden, you know, the little girl, what was her name? Tara? Uh, Nara? Nara, yeah, yeah. Nara. Nara. Nara's like, and she's like pointing at her stepmom. And then a hand drags that wench, that gold digging <laughs> wench, deservedly so, yeah. into the cellar. And then, mom, mom. And now this, this is where crap really hits the fan. This mm -hmm. is where it all starts getting crazy. Mama comes out the cellar, but she does not want to hug <laughs> or gold anymore. She's not a gold digger anymore. Now she's a soul digger. <laughs> I've been waiting to say that the gold. whole episode. Yeah, I'm just, I'm like, well, that's a good joke. But so she comes out, she starts, you know, trying to strangle her real daughter. Yeah. What was her name? Maya. Maya, yeah. And then here comes Alfie, takes a hammer to her head. And, you know, we think all is well. There's a hammer inside her skull. No blood flow to that part of the brain. She's yeah. bleeding out. Because that's what happens to human bodies when they get a hammer put in their damn head. Right. 
but not this quote unquote human being. Apparently, <laughs> gold diggers <laughs> are resilient. So, <laughs> gold diggers th- are immortal. <laughs> this demonic gold digger, <laughs> she gets up now. You know, you see her black eyes. She's like, she's like, like blood's dripping down her face. Somehow, mm-hmm. she's like throwing up blood. Yeah. She starts climbing the corner of the room. <laughs> she like gets on a table. And it's like, your debt will be paid with souls. And yeah. she starts dancing on the table like a maniac and then does like a RVD senton through the window. Yeah, so the the this the entirety of, of the film that's happened up until that point sets up the remainder, which is even crazier. It gets and I don't wanna crazy. Yeah, I don't want to spoil so that's the rest we, of it. That's but. how we'll we'll leave you at that part. So now mm. you know what's going on. And mm. uh the, the the demon is like really evil dead-esque like yeah not not in terms of like the eyes the eyes are different you know mm-hmm. because you know they are but like the whole like the spaced out angry look yeah the like movement the, the, mo- the movements especially the climbing the corner and like yeah when she was standing still right before she did the senton through the window when she was just like like and the blood was coming down <laughs> and she was just like and you know my was like mama yeah the, the makeup was really effective and but I, I i think it's i mean those those crazy scenes are cool but there's a lot of like subtle scary scenes that oh are even God, more the, effective with, to me dude with with uh nara in the bed the yeah. closet the closet scene whole oh, that was really good i oh. was thinking i was thinking in particular there's one scene where uh and i don't want to spoil what happens in the scene but basically maya and alfie are out in the woods oh yeah and there's a really really effective and honestly pretty scary like you know like little scene where you see like the mom and just it's, it's just great initially you see her just barely then the closer the flashlight gets yeah. and we don't want to ruin it we we just i just wanted to give you guys like the beginning mm-hmm. because i know some people are like yeah you know you recommend the film but we don't all have the same taste yada yeah. yada yada but now you know the beginning and pretty sure this sounds pretty dope to anyone i think so yeah i i wasn't really i didn't really know what to expect i mean i just heard that it was kind of like evil deadish but it's not only a great homage but it's just a really effective film like there was a ton of scenes that just made me feel like real uneasy yeah i think all the scenes made me feel uneasy yeah dude the thing about this movie great character development Mm -hmm. uh the cinematography was like erratic but it was perfect like there was there was no flaws with the cinematography like at no point was like well i would have done no yeah i wasn't ever like confused as to like what i was seeing exactly yeah i you always know what you're seeing the action sequences are always like super intense Mm -hmm. and the ending kind of i don't want to spoil i'll just say the grave part it kind of reminded me of uh drag me to hell yeah kind of that's the first when she's screaming ah you know with the hair well well (laughs) yeah it's 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 a raimi film so it was i I thought of the same thing i was like wow this person just really loves sam raimi yeah you're giving him props after props this is the love letter the we, yeah. we still got to see Wither. We could probably talk about that one for Chopping Block next week because yeah, everyone has Prime. One. But like, mm-hmm. I th- this this was well done. It takes it had like I said. Sometimes movies give too much story and substance. This yeah. one, this one right off the bat. Hey, I made a deal with the devil. Now you guys got to pay. Yeah, it did good in character development because it actually when one of the characters, one of the characters dies and you don't expect it, mm-hmm. and that kind of like I was like, no way, they shouldn't have did that. But that's how you know it's good when you're like, no. Yeah, you actually care. Yeah, yeah the character development was done well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scares, there were ju- there were kind of jump scares here and there, but they were done. They were delivered perfectly. It yeah. wasn't like just 
eight minutes of walking through a hall then like a ghost mm-hmm. with a sheet pops up <laughs> but, but like i said i think that the couple like like more like slower paced they built, scares were really good they were like the like i said the nara and watch for a scene when the little girl is in her bed and mm-hmm. there's a voice whispering to her oh boy yeah that, that scene was great that scene the woods scene and like the first hospital scene those are like my favorite scenes yeah my favorite scene was like uh i would say the the closet scene with nara yeah that was really good that was that was my favorite i mean dude there there was a lot of uh, like pretty creative cinematography in those scenes too which i think really helped a lot oh yeah the framing was really good the the score was was very good oh i like the score it was so like yeah like that that like that mm-hmm. that i i forgot i heard another movie with that same score mm. i had like like you know that little yeah yeah it was it was surprising silent rage that oh, okay. if you ever seen uh, basically it's chuck norris versus michael myers nice. so there's a guy with mental issues and he gets uh taken to this facility after he gets shot by mm-hmm. the police and they they inject him with this stuff that makes him like regenerate tissue immediately mm. and he literally wears a like a coveralls too we got to watch this i got to show and it and the only person that can stop him is chuck, chuck norris, norris of you, course you know how he beats him mm. he does a death valley driver on him into oh, wow. a well holy crap it's dope you got to i got to show you this yeah we got to watch that but may the devil take you is great 10 out of 10 for me for this film honestly it was like awesome, yeah. i dude i hope sam raimi sees this movie <laughs> i hope and, so and hopefully these two directors can work together oh, on, awesome. on like a film Make it Hollywood too, you know, not some straight to yeah. Netflix stuff, you know. Like, dude, I want to see a new Sam Raimi movie so bad. I think he's got something coming out. I want. I think to, we even talked about I, it. I just want it to be like at the forefront of like Hollywood, yeah. though. Like, you know how Blumhouse is getting all the attention because of like Insidious, Paranormal mm-hmm. Activity, Conjuring, Halloween. I think Sam Raimi needs to make his comeback and let people know who the king of supernatural. Yeah, I don't. Is. I don't know if he's directing any horror movies upcoming but he needs i mean he's to, one of my man. favorites so Dude, yeah same. i think he needs to i just watched freaking evil dead 2 last week mm-hmm. and then I, I wanted to watch the original again soon and I'm, i want to watch army of dark honestly evil dead 1 has a special place though like i know yeah. army of darkness is like a classic but like to me like uh, undead supernatural mm-hmm. like let's say like evil dead and night of the demons those are like my uh, those are the two best ever for me yeah no, and this they're, they're this is great. up there too now yeah yeah this, this is up this there too awesome i mean i love i love the homages but it really kind of did its own thing very it well did. you know it's not the same story it's just kind of similar yeah they didn't summon it from you know the necronomicon or right. anything of that sort it was like a demon like priestess or something which was which was cool i don't know it might even be like an indonesian like you know like myth or something like yeah, that. yeah we, we don't sure. we don't we're not really too familiar with the culture so yeah but but it was very cool um gore was nice the gore was great yeah it wasn't too excessive i thought it was just the right amount of gore even though it was a lot but. there was a lot of disgusting stuff like yeah like throwing up blood and stuff like that which which is why it almost reminded me more of the remake of evil dead yeah. like i was saying to you earlier versus the original even though the original was like kind of disgusting but you know the remake had a lot of that like you know vomiting blood on people's faces and you know yeah. all that kind of stuff so. i really enjoyed the remake too yeah yeah it was great i mean th- this movie i think is like the perfect like unofficial you know kind of like reimagining know, of of even yeah of the of the evil dead remake yeah and this, the original this was a fantastic movie and 
rewatch value too because like it doesn't dude yesterday so many times i rewatched the whole scene like the bed scene as soon as it ended i watched it again and i rewinded it again yeah there's a lot of t times i kept rewinding just so like just because of like how great it was this dude is a great director yeah i i actually replayed the the that like wood scene and i, I replayed the, the the curtain scene in the hospital yeah i mean th there were still some issues with the movie i mean i think that there were a couple scenes where the cgi on the monster was like a little too obvious and it kind of took me out of it but i think the the scene where her where her mom died that's where it was kind of yeah that was kind of weird because it was like like this like I don't know, just really CGI heavy kind of flashback deal, but yeah, it it, it didn't like it didn't mess up the movie for Not me. Not at all, no. But there I was, was just like, a, ah, there, there's the one scene. Yeah, <laughs> there were a couple of parts I was like, yeah, but overall, it was it was it was actually scary to me. Yeah, me too, dude. Like, I mean, I was yeah. watching this and I was like, yo, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. I remember after the part in the woods with mm -hmm. uh with Maya. Yeah. After the hammer scene, I was like, yo. This movie's pretty intense, and I remember you 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 messaged me like twice. You're like, yeah, this movie's pretty crazy. And then when you were doing it, you're like, yeah, holy crap, dude, that movie was crazy. I was like, dude, <laughs> it gets worse than this. Holy crap, not worse yeah, as really in does. like bad at all. Worse as in like good, like as in like extreme. And Crazier, all. yeah. Dude, it got progressively crazy. Like it didn't, bro. It did not tone things down even for one second. Mm -hmm. Like even if it did, I'm talking like. Each scene had something happening. It was yeah. never just like, "Hey, I'm on the phone. Hey, okay, bye." Like, <laughs> you know, you know what this kind of reminded? Well, obviously the the Evil Dead remake and the original, but this kind of also reminded me of like some old like Lucio Fulci movies because they always like start off with this kind of innocent concept, and then at the end of the movie, this dude's like in limbo and there's zombies everywhere, yeah. and you know, it's like that. Like, it's just it's just something that like you you think will get pretty wild and out there but by the end of the movie you know it's it's way above expectations so dude not, now for me this is going down as like a classic in my eyes for like in terms of like uh undead demon movies yeah so now for me is number one for me is evil dead mm. number two is night of the demons number three demons yeah number four this okay and then number five the evil dead remake that's that's good list yeah that's fair that, that's my like top five like nice. yeah this movie's great you know we kind of put it on this pedestal i recommend it it's not chopped for me no ne never chopped. i highly recommend this one if yeah. you don't have netflix right now what are you doing with your life watch may the devil take you and if you don't i hope he does yeah right exactly yeah this movie and uh you go to hell you go to hell and you <laughs> die this movie and another one that just came out called cam which we talked about last week as well i heard really good things about so that did one. i so go check out this. Let us know what you guys think about all the movies that we talked about today. And if, hopefully this one made it into your top five demonic, supernatural, so. undead possession, etc., etc. Yeah. If you watch, the, if you watch this, let us know uh, if we were right about it or if you hated it <laughs> and why. And uh, make sure you follow us on social media. Mm -hmm. That's Grave Discussions on Facebook, on Instagram. We're also Grave Discussions on Twitter. We're Grave Disc S R D. And you can also check us out on our main website at gravediscussions.net. And once again, make sure you check out Sports Radio Detroit on all their platforms. Yep. And uh, when are we going to see everyone again? We're going to see them next week. On Grave Discussions. <laughs> <laughs>
This has been an SRD production.